Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 4. Verse 30 we read, He said, How will we liken God's kingdom? Or with what parable will we illustrate it? It's like a grain of mustard seed, which, when it is sown in the earth, though it is less than all the seeds that are on the earth, yet when it is sown, grows up and becomes greater than all the herbs, and puts out great branches so that the birds of the sky can lodge under its shadow. Now, Jesus goes on to further elaborate on this kingdom of God. And as he does this, he describes aspects of a world and a time which began at the manifest of his ministry and will never end. It will continue to move forward until he sits upon his earthly throne for a thousand years. As we march down the road, the kingdom will have positive elements and negative. You see, it's not by his doing, but our doing that creates these negative events, I'm sorry to say. Jesus, staying on the agricultural theme herein, likens the kingdom to a mustard seed. Now, a mustard seed is a very, very small seed that once planted grows to maturity. However, this story and this plan doesn't stop there because this plant grows into an unnatural, grotesque monolith. The message says that it grew large enough to allow the birds to nest in its shade. Oh, but a mustard plant doesn't naturally grow to that size, but rather roughly three feet high. And the birds in scripture, well, they are notoriously a picture of evil. So if we read it in that light, something evidently goes very wrong with the kingdom in the years to follow Christ's earthly ministry. This kingdom becomes, well, not so very kingly. In fact, it becomes riddled with evil presence amongst a bloated existence. Verse 33 says, With many such parables he spoke the word to them, and they were able to hear it. Without a parable, he didn't speak to them, but privately to his own disciples to explain everything. Now Jesus continued to teach and disciple. But he had found a method that enabled him to reach the hungry and avoid those who were merely there to gain materially or cause division and criticize. Those who were truly seeking him found him. Those who had no intention of giving up the, well, imaginary control of their lives were more baffled than when he left than when they arrived. Verse 35 says, On that day, when the evening had come, he said to them, Let's go over to the other side. Now, we need to make note of this verse as we begin this passage. For Jesus says simply, Let's go over to the other side. Thus, Jesus was indeed going over. Now, that may sound silly to say, but it is in this preliminary point that so many of us actually fail in our faith. Because we make a wrong turn right 
Here in the beginning, we begin, therefore, a downward spiral in our lives, waxing worse and worse, usually not even remembering where it was we made that wrong turn, forgetting that first misguided step. Verse 36 says, Leading the multitude, they took with him, even as he was in the boat. They took him with them, even as he was in the boat. Other small boats were also with him. And a big wind storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so much that the boat was already filled. Now we need to realize that the wind and the waves are indeed going to come. It's it's not a matter of if, but when such storms will come into our lives. This too must be fully realized if we are to prepare for that inevitable day of mentally and spiritually well solidifying our faith in Christ and His promises. Verse 38 says, He himself was in the stern, asleep on the cushion, and they woke him up and told him, Teacher, don't you care that we're dying? Now, don't don't we think the same way? Or at least in our hearts, we make the same accusations. Oh Lord, don't you care I'm dying out here? Now Jesus was the calm in the midst of the storm. He is always calm in storms. Maybe that's because he controls the storms. Now I want you to note that Jesus was fully God. But we must remember too that he was also fully man. He got tired, he needed food and rest just like the rest of us. Verse 39 says he awoke and he rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. Now let us clearly grasp this aspect of our Lord. Peace be still. With our Lord, it is just that easy. There is no storm too big, no issue too out of control for him to handle. However, for most of us, making such an acknowledgement only raises more question because if that is a fact, then why do all these storms still blaze around us? If he truly loves us, then why would he allow us to go through such battles? Well, it's a hard thing to grasp This idea that he lets us go through such storms, well, because he loves us, often we do not understand the reasons we go through these storms until often much later. We fail to so often grasp the need for faith building, a building of a greater trust in him. Sometimes we can continue to live in the midst of the storms because Well, when life is calm, we begin to look to the world and its false comforts, so often it is only in the storms that our eyes are on Christ, so thus the Lord has a way of keeping us in that storm. Many things can be factors here, pride, our wandering heart, etc. Maybe he's trying to take the apostles back to verse 24, perhaps wanting them to clearly hear all the reality of his power and being. And to you who hear, more will be given, quote unquote. Verse 40, and he said to them, why are you so afraid? How is it that you have no faith? And they were greatly afraid and said to one another, who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now Jesus wants us to have full realization of his deity and power, and the awe that such a realization brings with it. 
How many of us can relate to such an experience? The moment of that epiphany, where you truly realize that Jesus even controls everything. Even the whole of the natural world. It is at that moment that we realize, well, that he is indeed God. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Mm-hmm.